Hello and welcome to another episode of the Music Rabbit Hole. I'm your humble host and music bus driver on today's musical journey. I know it's been a while since I've done this. July was kind of a crazy month with a lot of travel, a lot of getting sick, a lot of my daughter getting sick. So we're back in action here. Hopefully going to get some episodes out this month of the regular show. But I figured might as well. I've still been listening to music this past month, so I wanted to do another one of these uh, al- uh, monthly album reviews and ratings episodes like I did for June. And the idea is, hey, you know, these are some albums I enjoyed this month, and you know, I'll play some clips of them and that sort of thing. And hey, maybe it will interest you in, in going and listening to these artists more. Uh, I've got 13 to play today. And I'll give you my ratings. I'll tell you what the critics thought. It's all just my opinion. So there may be some albums here I love, you don't, or vice versa. And that is okay, because it's art. It's subjective. Um, Again, I encourage you to check out, if you're watching the video on YouTube, there's an audio version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your content. If you're listening to the show and you want to see the video version, you've got it on YouTube. So a lot of different ways to consume the show. Regardless, I appreciate you tuning in. In to the July album review and ratings episodes. So let's just get into it. And the way I like to do this, I go in reverse order of, for my ratings. So I start with my lowest rated albums and I move up. And I will say that July had some terrific, terrific albums. Some of my highest rating of the year came out in July. So I have no albums underneath a seven for this month, at least from what I listen to. And keep in mind this one more thing before we get into it. Uh, there are some albums I missed, for sure, uh, especially the ones that came out last Friday, like Beyonce's record and things like that. These are albums that I haven't had a chance to really dive into yet. Um, so there are going to be some ones I may have missed from this past month. Only 13 rating today. All right. So we're going to go from the my lowest rated to my highest rated. We will start with Steve Lacey. From Compton, California. Uh, of course, you may know him as part of the group, uh, the Internet, the R&B group. He's a guitarist there. Uh, he released his debut EP back in 2017 and his debut album in 2019. Got some Grammy noms and some buzz. His second studio album came out in July on the 15th. The album is called Gemini Writes, and it's a 10-track you know, alternative R&B, <coughs> excuse me, neo-soul type record. Um, and I'll play a clip of it. So one of the songs is pretty viral. I'll, I'll play it. You probably know it's called Bad Habit. I'll give you like, you know, 30, 45 seconds or so. My issue with this record was its highs are very high. I mean, Bad Habits is a great track. Sunshine is another great track. Um, but the rest of it was, I'm not, not going to say low, because it wasn't bad, um, but it was a record where... 
you you kept wanting more from this one, which is not a bad thing as an artist. You, you know, keep on wanting more. But uh, I was just expecting a couple more bangers on this. Uh, you really only had a few. Some of the songs kind of, you know, maybe he got in his head a little bit as far as like I'm a little too artsy fartsy. Uh, but for the most part, I'm not I'm not complaining. It's a great record. Critics gave this an eight. They were a lot higher on this than I was. I did uh, seven two for for this one again. Gemini Wright, Steve Lacey, still a solid. Anything above a seven, I feel like is a, is a really solid album. Um, and it's only a second studio album, so you know a lot more coming from him. Um, I, I don't know why I keep like trying to apologize to him or anything because it's not like he's watching this. Uh, next up on the list, we're hitting up August '08, who is an artist that has been involved with a lot of. Um, other artists and songwriting and things like that. Uh, they're signed to LL Sound, which is uh, Janae Aiko's album, or sorry, or her label. Um, and uh, the album here from August 08 is called Towards the Moon. And it dropped on the 8th of this month. It's a six track. It's more of like a, you know, EP sort of thing. It's not necessarily a full album. Six tracks, R&B, pop type sound. Um, this is the, actually, yeah, it's a six track EP, second half of his two-part project, and uh, also does some work with Def Jam. So this is an artist to look out for, August 08. Still pretty young, I think. Uh, and let's play a clip of the song. Let's go with uh, Impatience. Tremendous vocalist. It's only an EP, so it's like, you know, it's hard to give it uh, a ton of uh, ratings and feedback and things like that. Like, the critics obviously didn't rate it. Um, but there's some really great songs on here. Water Sign has Janae Aiko on it. Um, that's a tremendous track as well. So for a six-track EP, you know, a third or half is really, really solid. And I think that's all you can really ask for. So... Um, critics didn't rate it. I gave it a 7.3. So if you want to get into that R&B pop mood with a tremendous vocalist, check out August 08's Towards the Moon. Next up on our list, we're hitting up Mama and uh, the record Household Name um, that dropped. Uh, let's see. When did that one come out? That was on the first of the month. Um, so all the way back on July 1st. Uh, this is a uh, indie rock band from L.A. Uh, this is their third studio album. And uh, I will play a clip of this. And by the way, this is on the uh, Polyvinyl Record Company <clears throat> is the label there. I'm going to play a clip from Ripoff, Mama.
ripoff by Mama. You can tell it's been like a month since I've done this show. <laughs> a little rusty. A little rusty. But like I said, I'm going to try to get back into the, the swing of things with regular episodes on Fridays. Um, but yeah, Mama is the band. Household name is the record. Third studio album. 12-track indie rock record. Um, my favorite tracks were Rip Off and Medicine were the, uh, the two that I liked the most. Uh, I was pretty in line with the critics. Critics gave this a 7.6. I went 7.3. Kind of an old school sound. Um, you know, there's some other kind of female-driven vocalist bands that released uh, music this month. And so, you know, it's hard for a band like Mama to really stand out. But overall, the record, I think, is is definitely worth listening to if you like in that indie rock album, uh, like Realm, uh, old school type sound at times. Um, but yeah, really, really, really good. That's really all I have to say about that one. Uh, next up, we are hitting up Joey Badass, native of Brooklyn, founding member of Pro Era. Three mixtapes, bunch of solo projects. Uh, this is the... I believe the idea was to um, be released, you know, ten, initially I think ten years after, uh, or ten or eleven years after that original mixtape that came out in '99. Uh, but this is the 2000 album that came out on the 22nd of this month. 14 track rap, obviously. I feel like you should know Joey Badass, Pro Era, Cinnamon. Uh, Cinematic Music Group, Columbia Records, third studio record. And uh, I will play a track off this one. Let's go with Make Me Feel. I do it all with no hesitation. Fuck a punchline, I hit him with a combination like the shit was second nature. Laying down the law like the shit is legislature. Alligator jaw saying ain't nobody greater. I bow my head and do my numbers like it's nothing major. Make me feel Joey Badass. Uh, the other track I liked off of this one is called Where I Belong. You know, I, I really, I really enjoyed this one. I thought... You know, for me, the type of rap I'm drawn to is the storytelling. Um, you know, there's obviously so many different subgenres of hip hop and rap and that sort of thing, and um, different styles. But with Joey Badass, I thought he did a tremendous job of, you know, storytelling and um, setting the mood and, and some introspective tracks in this one. It's not all just party music or things like that. Like, you know, he gets into some shit. You know, um, so a overall. A great record. I, I I was higher than the critics on this one. Critics went six eight. I went seven four. I really do think this record is worth your time. And and when I do these ratings and that sort of thing, I like I said, I, I think anything above a seven is the idea is it's worth your time to listen to. I mean, we're all busy. We all got a lot going on. It's hard to sit down and listen to an hour long album when you got so much going on. So if I tell you a record is over a seven. That means, hey, if you sit down with this album for the next 45 minutes or hour of your life, it's going to be worth it. It's not going to be something where you're going to regret, oh, man, I just wasted 
<laughs> I wasted my life. Uh, next up on our list, we're hitting up Dawes, uh, the folk rock band from L.A. Been around since 2009. Uh, put out uh, a, a lot of music over the years. Um, this is their eighth studio album. The album is called Misadventures of Doom Scroller. Came out on the 22nd. Seven track album, uh, but it's a longer one. A lot of these songs are seven, eight minutes long. Uh, again, it's in that folk rock, indie rock type realm, and the label is Rounder. And this is a, a very interesting record, I will say. Um, you know, it's, like I said, when you have that that long of songs, of seven, eight-minute songs, uh, it can take you in so many different places. You can have different sorts of harmonies and uh, switch things up halfway through, and there's a lot. There's a lot to like on this one. Uh, the couple songs I like is "Comes in Waves" and "Everything Is Permanent." I'll give you a clip of uh, it "Comes in Waves." <laughs> Comes in Waves, the album is Misadventures. Misadventures. God, I can't say that word. Of Doom Scroller. And the critics went with an eight on this one. I went seven, six. So, you know, right around the same area that they did. Uh, I think the problem with having, you know, a nine, ten minute long song is if you don't like the song, you can get into some trouble uh, because you're wasting the next, you know, six minutes of your life. And overall, I think of the seven tracks, you know, three, four, maybe even five of them are really, really strong. The other couple just maybe, maybe you just, they just don't hit as much or they just uh, not as catchy or things like that. But overall, 7-6 on, on this record is a great score and, and, and definitely worth your time. Uh, next up on our list, we're hitting up Biba Doobie. Man, I was like, I'm going to screw this up. Biba Doobie. Um, the album is Beatopia. This is a Filipino and British singer-songwriter and has been around uh, for, for a while now, about 2017, uh, you know, so five years or so, 22 years old. Uh, and this is a really interesting record. So Beatopia is the album. came out on the 15th. It is a 14-track indie rock, space rock, indie pop type record. Um, this is the second studio album. And there were three songs I really liked on this one. Uh, there's an, a song called 1036, a song called Talk, a song, uh, a love, it's called Love Song is, is another one on there. Um, and Beatopia, uh, a lot of collabs on this one, uh, worked a lot with uh, Cave Town, the 1975 Bombay Bicycle Club. Uh, this is, you know, a, a really positive, uh, well-liked record i think really is in that indie rock type realm there's some kind of um aesthetics and sounds that are familiar to those who do like the the indie pop uh sound like i said um 
you know, there's a uh, it's 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 a pure pop record. That's that's what I'll say. Uh, the uh, song I'll play right now, I'll play. I'll give you ten thirty six. Is the song. Biba Doobie, and the album, again, is Beatopia. Definitely worth your time. The critics uh, gave it a 7.8. I went 7.7 seven. right there. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of fun when I'm right, uh, right alongside the music critics because, look, uh, music critic, what they're doing, is it that much different um, than what you say if you like or don't like an album? No, it's really not. It's just one person's opinion they just might be able to say it in more flowery language than you um and as you notice uh listening to my show i certainly don't do that (laughs) because uh i'm just a guy who likes music i'm not here to you know shower you in weird language and trying to sound smarter than i am and that sort of thing i just like listening to, to to songs and albums and giving you my thoughts and hopefully you check it out um, so that was Biba Doobie and the album Beatopia. Next up on our list, we're hitting up Pool Kids. Uh, this is their, uh, I believe their debut. No, this is their second studio album, excuse me. But this is a self-titled record, also called Pool Kids. Came out on the 22nd, 12-track indie rock record. Uh, the track I like the most is called Talk Too Much. And I don't have a ton to say about this. This is a pretty small band but you know i say that but then again you know vanity fair who you know is a publication they put out uh, a whole article about the lead singer and about the band and that sort of thing and um they definitely are in that up and up and coming type realm in the in the pop rock area so hey you know if if maybe if you listen to pool kids you're gonna kind of be catching them before they really blow up the song is called talk too much that's off the record here that i'll play right now you talk too much i can't hear my own thoughts over your performative opinions i'll take it up with all your As you can tell, super catchy in that indie rock realm. Uh, it's a great record. 12 tracks. Yeah, again, if you listen to them, maybe you're catching them before they blow up. Just their second studio album. They're starting to get a little bit of coverage. Not enough critic ratings for an aggregate, but uh, I went 7-9 with the Pool Kids record. Again, it's self-titled, so it's also called Pool Kids. 
Uh, we're about halfway through this episode, so I just want to take this time to quickly stop and remind you to like, comment, and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, I appreciate uh, those that do that. Helps me out. If you're enjoying the video, go ahead and click the like button. Uh, if you want to leave a comment, of course, you know how to do that. And then subscribe. Continue subscribing to the show. As of this recording, even though I haven't really been putting out a lot of videos, we are at 2,892 subscribers. So thank you very much to be near the 3,000 mark. Uh, and then if you're listening to the show, like in podcast form, rate and review. I appreciate you if you do that. Um, and uh, just thanks for thanks for listening. All right, second half of the show here. We're hitting up one of my favorites, uh, the Brooklyn, New York rapper, Coda the Friend. This is one of those guys that I feel like just just gets disrespected in the rap game. He just I, I don't know that many people that are talking about Coda the Friend. Uh, and this is his eighth studio album. He's an independent artist, so obviously not attached to a major label that um, doesn't help him get more exposure. Um, but this album, Memo, came out on the 8, 14-track rap record. Uh, a lot to like about this one. Um, you know, Some of my favorite songs, Soho House, Father's Day, 365 uh, Days of Peace. There is a lot to love on this one. So I'll, I'll just give you a clip. Uh, I'll play a little bit of Father's Day. Out all that bullshit under the palm trees. Today I ain't taking shit from no bitch. Over here we is focused. Over here where the growth is. I'm the best dad ever. Hope. Fuck what you say. My baby's already said it so. I'm the scum of the planet as far as ready go. Sheep niggas is everywhere, but I get it though. I give my baby all the love that I didn't get. Ain't a single day of living that it isn't said. Father's Day, Code of the Friend. If you like the more laid back rappers, um, you know, those, uh, I, I know I keep using the same words, but introspective, introspective storytellers, uh, Code of the Friend is for you. Now, he does have some more upbeat albums and some, you know, little dancier tracks here and there, but this album in particular, um, you know, just a indie rapper doing his thing, spending some tremendous vocals and uh yeah a lot to love on memo code of the friend i went uh the, i went eight no critic rating on this one i guess because he's independent and not enough critics maybe listen to it or something but i went uh eight flat eight, 8.0 score on this one totally worth your time uh and a, and a great record there all right next up on our lists i'm gonna hit up uh nina anastasia uh this is a la singer songwriter um, who got pretty big back in you know the late 2010s. Uh, her last album was the 2010 album Outlaster, and has really an interesting story. Uh, you know, she kind of uh, left the public eye, uh, and really kind of just like I said, kind of disappeared. Um, but I believe. It was uh, based around, you know, her longtime um, uh, manager and uh, a partner, uh, unfortunately, passed away at some point along there. And um, so this record in particular is a, you know, an examination of their relationship, uh, abuse, control, 
um, you know, just kind of a, a really interesting journey into uh, her mind and uh, and kind of this this insight to this particular relationship. So the album is called Riderless Horse. It dropped on the 22nd, 14-track kind of folk, chamber folk record. This is her seventh album. Um, and uh, a lot of songs I really enjoyed on this one. Uh, Just Stay in Bed, Lazy Road, Blind at Batsies. Um, so let's let's give you a little bit of uh, Just Stay in Bed. I like it here in bed. Don't push me out instead. If you miss me, I will pull down the sheets. There's much we can do here, alone or together. Whatever you please, it will please me, I'm sure. Right now I'm unhappy and happy feels sappy With you here beside me, something will rise And the evening will fly Just stay in bed, Nina Nastasia. Uh, the album is Writerless Horse. And yeah, this one is its a little heavy, obviously, uh, with the subject matter and, and kind of what... You know what she's looking into and, and discussing and that sort of thing, but I, I think it's a really great piece of art. I think it's something that uh, if you go in with that um, kind of background knowledge and and you kind of go in uh, you know, understanding that hey, this this is a little different type of album. It's going to put you in your feels a little bit. I think you could really appreciate it. The critics absolutely loved it. They went nine three. I thought that was a little much. I think it's great. But 9.3 is, I mean, like, that's very, very high. I went 8.1 with my rating. Still a great score. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I thought, like I said, I really, really enjoyed this one as well. I, I, I think it, it's a journey. It's definitely one of those records that's kind of, uh, it's, it's a journey, an emotional journey. It gets you to think about your own life and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, great Great record there. Uh, we've got four left. Uh, we are going to be hitting up um, Beach Bunny and the album Emotional Creature. Again, Beach Bunny is from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, indie pop, bedroom pop, power pop type uh, group. And uh, they've been around about six or seven years. This record dropped on the 22nd. It's a 12-track record. Uh, the second studio album, um, this one on Mom and Pop Records, a lot to love here. I was so excited um, when this album dropped, when I knew it was coming and that sort of thing. I, I was, because uh, I really, really liked Beach Bunny's first studio album and a lot of their other music. So I was just over the moon excited and it lived up to my hype. Uh, three of the tracks I really liked was Entropy, uh, Oxygen, and Weeds. I'll play a little bit of Oxygen. It's it's an album of that. It's just every single song's a banger for the most part. Um, all twelve tracks. I I could listen to that album front to back 
and back to front. I mean, it's a tremendous, tremendous record. Critics went 7-7. I went 8-2 on this one from Beach Bunny. Uh, Really, really enjoyed it. And again, we're talking about six albums from this month, as you'll hear some of these next ones. Six albums were eight and above for me. So July was a fantastic music month. Um, So hope you also got to listen to some of this stuff. Uh, We are in our top three of July here, and I will hit up now Ty Siegel. Uh, Hello High is the album that dropped on the 22nd. Ten track, psychedelic rock, acoustic rock, uh, 14th studio album uh, from the Laguna Beach, California um, uh, artist. And, you know, long time, obviously, long time creating music since 2008, a lot of uh, music to enjoy from from Ty Siegel. I'm sure you've probably heard some of his stuff. Uh, but I like to look at these records as like kind of uh, as individual albums, not necessarily taking stock of the previous music, but just looking at it as its own thing. And this was uh, an unbelievable 10-track record. Uh, three of my favorite songs were Over, Looking at You, and Don't Lie. Let's play a clip of uh, Over. Siegel, the song is over, uh, and again, the album is Hello High. Most of the album is in that acoustic rock realm. I think there's maybe a couple electric songs on there, uh, but yeah, if you like acoustic rock, especially if you like the sounds of, you know, maybe the 80s or 70s um, at times, I think that's kind of the vibe I got at times throughout this record. Like, I was thinking of and I hate to just throw out their name, but I was thinking of the Beatles at times. Like I was thinking of some of their older songs um, and uh, and that sort of thing. And I thought there was some similarities and some crossover. And I'm not saying Ty Seagull is uh, as great as the Beatles because people lose their minds. That's definitely not what I'm saying. Um, but I'm just saying that if you like that sound, I think you'll like this record. Critics went 8-8. Eight, eight. I went 8-3. And uh, I, I think you will enjoy this one. Two artists left for my July ratings. Number two in my top two is Alex the Astronaut and the record How to Grow a Sunflower Underwater. This is a Australian uh, artist. She's been putting out music for six years. Um, debut album came out just a few years ago. And I was unbelievably impressed by uh, this record here. Um, folk pop, folktronica type type singer. Um, think, you know, a little bit of Regina Spector in there. Um, you know, there's there's a ton of storytelling in her in her music. Uh, and I'll just give you I'll let you hear some. Um, there were four songs that I loved. On this one, growing up, airport, South London, and haircut. I'll play a little bit of airport. Mm-hmm. 
Took an empty seat, closed the door, paused and turned the key. Today I'm gonna see her. And the song that played was Phoebe Bridges. I turned it off cause I was jealous I didn't make it. As you can tell, has a tremendous storytelling voice. The the lyrics are are, you know, uh, I, yeah, I keep using the word storytelling, but it's true. You know, she tells a tons of stories. She name checks a bunch of other artists and shows. I mean, you t- hear her talk about gr- watching Grey's Anatomy or <laughs> Stranger Things or things like that. And um, so there's there's a lot of endearment in in her music. There's a lot of um, you know, you become her friend through through this album. And you feel for her and her thoughts. And it's 10 tracks, but uh, it blew me away. It blew me away. I, I, I listen to a lot with this show. A lot of the albums I listen to, I may be hearing this artist for the first time. I maybe haven't listened to a bunch of Alex the Astronaut's music or that sort of thing. So I'm kind of getting this first impression of her and, and her style and her music. Um, and then I'll dive in after. But um, I like to just give a fresh listen and just form my thoughts off of that. And this one, uh, I've now heard the record probably five or six times, front to back, and every single time I find something new I like about it. Uh, I, I think there's even, like, not stylistically, but I know I said Regina Spector, but even, like, some Bruce Springsteen storytelling in there. It's like, you know, that's something that I love about his music, and obviously completely different styles, but um, I just think any of those artists that you like just kind of not necessarily always happy music but you just you want to just cozy up to them and let them tell you a story alex the astronaut is the artist for that and and the production is tremendous as well uh critics didn't rate this i guess um I, i guess being independent um you know just not something that the critics really get uh so but i went eight four eight four alex the astronaut how to grow a sunflower underwater and that takes us to my number one artist from July. If you recall, um, for June, uh, I believe Horse Girl might have been my number one. Um, but uh, uh, and my number one for the year still is Kendrick Lamar's uh, album for sure. But for this month, I'm going Maggie Rogers and the record Surrender dropped on the 29th. It is one of the few records I have been able to listen to from last Friday. And boy, have I listened to it. I have probably listened to it maybe 10 times. 12-track indie rock album. Uh, my favorite tracks, Overdrive, Anywhere With You, and Shatter. Let's just play you some. Uh, I'll go with uh, Shatter.
Shatter, Maggie Rogers. It's just <laughs> such a good album. Second studio album. Um, you know, still pretty young artist. I think twenty eight years old. And uh, this is the artist who, if you don't know, you know, there's definitely the background where uh, her song got played for Pharrell uh, during a music class. And there's a viral video. If you haven't watched that video, you got to go watch it. It's so funny watching him react to how good her music is. And, uh, you know, that debut album, um, studio album was really, really solid. Heard it in a past life. Came out three years ago. Did really well. Uh, This one. I just adore. Uh, it is only the second album this year that I am putting in the nines. Uh, Kendrick was a nine three. Maggie Rogers nine one for me. Critics gave it a seven nine. I went nine one. I just from top to bottom, it's a great record. It's it's again twelve tracks. There are some slower songs. Uh, more like in your feelings type songs. There's like your your rock bangers, kind of like what I just played there. Um, you know, it's uh, there's some instrumental breaks that are tremendous. Uh, the production is great. Her vocals, you know, kick ass. Uh, there's just nothing really to dislike on this. I, I think my only criticism would be, I guess, the first couple tracks. It starts off a little uh, slow, I guess, but. I, I don't know. I wouldn't even really fully say that. I, I just think it is such a complete work of art from a tremendous up and coming artist. And uh, yeah, I I loved it. I loved it. You may not love it as much as me. I might be overhyping it, but for me, it was a nine point one. I loved it. Maggie Rogers, surrender. That finishes our July reviews. Uh, again, there were thirteen albums here. Uh, Steve Lacey, August 08, Mama, Joey Badass, Dawes, uh, Beba Doobie, Pool Kids, Code of the Friend, Nina Anastasia, Beach Bunny, Ty Siegel, Alex the Astronaut, and Maggie Rogers. Honorable mentions, of course, you know, Beyonce, people love her new record. I just haven't had a chance to dive in. I think it's like an hour and a half long or something. Uh, there's a few others, of course, that came out this month that I haven't had a chance to listen to yet. Um, but like I know Jack White has a written new record and that sort of thing. But if you want to ever share any new music you're listening to, feel free to comment below. Uh, you can also follow the show on Instagram, the underscore music rabbit hole. Uh, continue subscribing and liking and commenting and all that good stuff, rating, reviewing, all the stuff you hear the uh, you know people that make contents just tell you every single episode. And I will also say that. So appreciate you listening to this and watching this. And again, I'll try to get some regular episodes out this month. It's been crazy, but I appreciate you sticking with me and hope you enjoyed this special uh, episode. I will see you next time. This has been another episode of The Music Rabbit.